morning, welcome. It's We Are Live. I'm Chris Denman, live in St. Louis, joined by Tommy the intern to my left. Mm. And in New York, it's Marvis Morell. Good morning, Travis. You're at apartment. Namaste. Hmm. We're going to get a calm, Travis, for seven seconds. The stream queen, Chris Gardner's here. Hello, Chris. Oh, hello, gentlemen. What you got on there? Um, it's a throwback Montreal Expos jersey with uh, Vladimir Guerrero Sr. And his number 27 on the back. Oh, why would you wear that? Well, he's my favorite baseball player of oh, all time. Oh, okay. And his son performed fairly well in the... Home run derby last night, hitting 91 total home runs and did not win, but lost to a guy nicknamed the effing polar bear. Mm. So that sucked. But he did put on a show. He really hit 91 home runs last night? 91, yeah. Personal attack. It's fun. It's fun watching him play because he swings like his dad where uh, you're getting your all every swing. Mm. You're getting your all, and that is fun for me. Good morning, gentlemen in St. Louis. Good morning, my revolutionary brother in Brooklyn. I forgot to say good morning to the Walnuts yesterday. Hope you had a good holiday weekend. My apologies. Hmm. And that's all I got. That is. That's all he's got. But we've got a lot for you today on the show. We've got that's a Trav good. U. That's a good Stranger transition. Things 3. Travis, have you completed the series? I have, and... My word, that is some fine, fine television. Duffer Brothers. Nailed it. Tell you what, they got it. They got it right this season. And it was, uh, my word, what just like I said yesterday, just a very fun, enjoyable summer series. And Netflix was very wise to release it when they did. Um, and they nailed the nostalgia. Uh, I know that's the thing. For a lot of stories these days to go back into the 70s and 80s and play upon our feelings on how we remember the good old days but uh, the duffer brothers have done just an amazing job with this storyline and capturing the moment the story is set and i mean they nailed the mid 80s did they ever they certainly did so i'm looking forward to uh, travis's Travue. sounds like it's going to be fairly negative uh we'll get to that this mm -hmm. hour uh, mm -hmm. Real quick, before we tell you about our next guest, big thanks to Tech Electronics. All of our great equipment here in studio is because of another great St. Louis company right here, just down the road from us. That's techelectronics.com online if you want to check out their capabilities. Uh, Jen Langosh, Jennifer Langosh from MLB.com. She is their senior content editor, I believe. Uh, senior content manager, Jennifer Langosh, joining us in studio. Gardner will pull some... Uh, Pull some uh, favors now and again to get the big guns in mm -hmm. here. Jennifer is uh, extremely talented, has just ro risen, rosin, rosin up. I don't think it's rosin. I think it's rosin for the baseball well, folk. Oh, okay. Let's yeah. go with that. Thank then. you. Uh, <laughs> she's uh, hoisted. 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 Oh, right, Tommy? Boy. Basically just <laughs> ascended through, uh, through the ranks, through the years. So it's been fun watching her... Uh, do such great things with uh, covering the Cardinals and Major League Baseball as a whole. So excited to have her in, and uh, we'll chat with her. And uh, Travis, you can ask her uh, about bunting, about uh, Vlad Guerrero getting second place, and all of Gardner's favorite baseball things. I think Travis should. Ask I'm not her. asking her any of those things. I'm asking her about uh, Yadi Molina and how to quote Instagram uh, just like Yadi Molina can. Yeah. I, I think Travis should, too. I think this would be a good discussion between you and Jen. Is you love the NBA so much, and we saw what happened recently with their free agency, and we saw what happened in the offseason with MLB free agency. I oh, think boy, you should yeah, ask yeah. her, you know, what she thinks about the current state of free agency in the MLB, especially when you see what happens with the NBA. I think that would be a good question for you to ask her, Travis. I think here's the thing, and you even notice it from some of the players. You saw a lot of, you see it a lot, certainly this time of year from the NFL players when they see these contracts in the NBA come about. Um, I, they may want to start taking a page from the NBA offseason. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I know I'm biased, but it is a lot of fun. And whoever, it, it's, but it's not just the transactions, it's the fan reaction to the transactions. 
like every time a player moved or there was a rumor of a move, the reaction surrounding that move is what made it entertaining. Same, like look at the way we treat Woj and Sham. Like we treat those guys like gods, like the NFL and Major League Baseball needs to have that guy, that personality that's willing to bring out the moment that, you know, the fans are following. I don't know if there's that person in baseball. There is there a Stephen A. Smith in baseball. Well, there's Jeff. Jeff Passan is probably that guy in baseball in terms of breaking the news on movement. Ken Rosenthal as well. It would be those two. Now, in terms of a Stephen A. Smith. I don't know about that. I don't know that baseball needs a Stephen guy. A. Smith. If Plus, maybe Jennifer and I can talk about how I can maybe be the Stephen A. Smith for Major League Baseball. I okay. am in New York, um, okay. and I, I would imagine that you know there's some funds lying around somewhere in the office. Maybe uh-huh. Jennifer could find for me that would allow me to be the Stephen A. Smith of Major League Baseball. Mike Trout. Oh no, he does not smoke the weed. See, I can be that. So, the weed. The weed. I still want to hear Stephen A. Smith say the name Vladimir Tarasenko. That would just make my ear. Vladimir Tarasenko. And that's all I want. That's all I want. Also, Jen is in uh, to promote an event coming up on Saturday at Bush Stadium. Big event. Known as Join for Joe. And honor in memory of Joe Strauss, former St. Louis oh, cool Dispatch, Cardinals beat writer and sports columnist. Uh, the event is brought to you by Be The Match, and it's a bone marrow registry drive. And I think it's the fourth annual one now they've done. Oh, I wasn't there dope. last year, but I've been to the previous ones, and I should be there on Saturday. So that'll be going on at the ballpark this weekend, so we'll talk about that with Jen, too. Very exciting and a very great cause. Uh, we uh, we all enjoyed Joe Strauss and thought he was an extremely talented individual who uh, brought a lot of truth to the uh, to the baseball scene in St. Louis. So <laughs> glad to see his memory live on. Man, he was wild, wasn't he? <laughs> when you think about it, like I man, still remember. He would say exactly what he was thinking. My last conversation with Joe at the ballpark before he passed. And we were in the dugout. It was just he and I watching infield. They were actually taking infield at the time. And sweet emotion came on the PA. And he goes, this is a top 10 song of all time. And I look at him and I go, really? He goes, yeah, you got a problem with that? And then we started arguing about music. <laughs> and then, uh, then he, he just, he had some opinions on that even too. But that our last conversation in person was in the, Bush Stadium dugout arguing about music. Just us two. Uh, everyone else had already gone away while we watched infield. So that's what I think of with Joe. With that was that conversation. That's as appropriate arguing. as it gets. Yeah. 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 Oh, it, yeah. For Joe Strauss and then Gardner alongside him. Yeah. Uh, you guys, you brought up uh, Yachty's Instagram. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I, are we... Are we one million percent behind this, or are we like, yes. ah, yeah, maybe I I'm don't know. That's how it works. Even even if Yachty may be slightly in the wrong and okay, very not is. millennial with his Instagram <laughs> comments. We're talking uh, about the, the, I mean, the finger emojis. So oh, Yachty right. Molina protecting Jonathan yeah. Lacroix. Lacroix. This is a photo for those who are watching at home. Those who are listening. Uh, it's an Instagram photo from Yanni Molina's account of Jonathan LaCroix getting absolutely crashed into at home plate. He's playing against the Astros. LaCroix, of course, plays for the Anaheim Angels. And uh, he had to be carted off. This was a uh, gruesome injury that Jonathan LaCroix suffered. And uh, catchers in Major League Baseball like uh, Yanni Molina and uh, Buster Posey, who suffered a, a season-ending injury similar to to what Jonathan LaCroix almost experienced here. Uh, they, you know, they went to Major League Baseball and they told them, look, we, it's important that we begin to change a lot of these rules protecting these catchers from these severe injuries that can put them out for years that can have drastic effects on their careers for years. And uh, he came to the defense of his fellow catcher, Jonathan LaCroix, and uh, called it bullshit. MLB needs to take action on this bullshit play. Fuck, praying for LaCroix. Slide, slide, fuck, fuck you. If you think this is okay, fuck you. So I love how he throws in the praying for Lacroix because it's like that that Mike Tyson post fight rant. Yes. 
And I'm trying to remember the exact wording he used. Where he, he's like, he's, I will he's, eat he, his he children. Praise be Allah. I will eat your children. Praise be to Allah. <laughs> <laughs> so you throw that in the mouth. Like, whoa, whoa, what just happened? Yeah. It's, uh... well, so, some of the responses were... Nope. Pre- yeah. I, I enjoyed you got any? Uh, uh, this one I thought it was, wasn't as vulgar as some, but I just loved it. <laughs> Boring like the city like you place. And like you face. <laughs> I just like Like you face. And then it got a little fun, too, when uh, Justin Verlander commented. Justin Verlander, a teammate. Of... Justin Verlander Upton. Yes, yes. yes. Hyphen. Relax. Uh... <laughs> I just, uh, I'd like to take this time to uh, space this in, and I doubt he's listening. I have a friend, uh, whenever those uh, photos got out of uh, Verlander and his uh, now wife, Kate Upton, mm-hmm. I very crudely photoshopped my face onto Verlander's uh uh, face, right? Okay. And I sent it into a group chat, and I had a friend who was hammered in Vegas at the time and got legitimately mad that uh, he was out in Vegas alone or something. And he's like, Denman's done it again. <laughs> what? What? And he threw a fit that I was, that he thought it was a nude photo of me with some very beautiful woman. <laughs> And I, I like left the the Photoshop lines and everything where it was very obviously I put my face over Justin Verlander's face. So he threw a little bit because he thinks you'd have got it on Kate Upton. Well, he didn't know it was Kate Upton. He was just like, "Oh, who's this? Here we go." I like I like thinking he went to bed that night still angry. He yeah. was so angry. <laughs> oh, he was so angry. And uh, and we re- and he had, I was like, no, 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 it's a Photoshop. He's like, yeah, but where'd you meet her? And I'm like, no, it's, <laughs> it was a complete joke. Um, That's funny. That Ver- shows what his friends think about him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, a little peek coming. behind the curtain. Uh, so Justin Verlander, teammate with uh, Jake Marisnik, who was the one who bowled into Jonathan Lucroy, or as uh, John Miller, the announcer, would say, Jonathan Lucroy. Um, Lucroy. He responded with, Fake news. Gotti with fake you ass. <laughs> so yes, Yadi does need to maybe no. up on you his social to, media language. You don't get to bolster up NBA off season and black Twitter like that and then take Yadi down a notch. I'm not taking Yadi down. I'm oh, it sure sounds like need to go it. through a course. You know, yeah. they need to go through a course. If they're going to be the NBA they have to learn how to tweet like NBA players. Yadi's not there yet. Well, you got to use GIFs. Well, it's not a tweet. It's an Instagram. Yeah, so. thank you. <laughs> but you guys, are there different rules? You guys, yeah, yeah. You yeah. guys saw the play though, right? The guy totally crashed into the yeah. catcher, yeah. like on purpose. Yeah. So, no, I saw it. Like yeah. Yadi's in the right here. I don't back know. in the day. No, well, back in the day, I mean, there's, there's oh, two arguments being made. Of course, the one Yadi Molina's making that this, of course puts this catcher safety in jeopardy, which it does. But of course there's the the old school back in the day argument is that this is, you know, this is how baseball used to be played. The guy, if the catcher is in front of home plate, (laughs) then the right also goes to the runner. And yes, it does come off a little (laughs) bit like old man yelling at clouds. No, you sound like Joe Madden. No, 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 no. no. I'm siding with Yachty. I am on Yachty's side at the same time. The bottom line. At the same time. Yeah, I get where Yachty's coming from. The argument. The bottom line is that the rule is in place. (laughs) And then there's some. Would you have liked to be that catcher, Travis? No, I don't. I have been that catcher, Tommy. I actually played sports as a kid. Oh, boy. So you were crashed. I meant getting crashed into. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. We played things like football growing up. I don't know. You know, my parents, you know, they couldn't just, you know, go have their own small business and have their kids work inside. Look at you, man. Right. Maybe that's. Maybe I'm that's sorry. Chestnut checkers. Maybe that's why you're working. <laughs> Damn it. Hold on, I got Damn one. Damn it, Gardner. I was getting started. <laughs> I'm so confused. You took the wind out my sails. Damn it, Gardner. Oh, we found the weakness. We found how to stop these now. You know, that's probably why. It... <laughs> All it took was a. Damn it, Tommy. <laughs> you know. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, <laughs> my brain just talks, okay? The sports is probably why you're working at Sesame Street in your 30s instead of your 20s. Mm. Oh, mm. God. <laughs> it hurts more because of his age. Tom. <laughs> Tommy. Son of a bitch moves on. He moves on to one semifinal, and all of a sudden, 
He's got the confidence of Chris Denman. He just <laughs> and he said it with a smirk. Like he didn't even necessarily believe everything he was saying. He's like, Oh, this'll be good though. This'll get him though. I'm proud of you, Tommy. That was one, a very good burn. And two, congratulations on moving on to the next round at, at the Funny Bones, Thank funniest you. comedian competition. Thank Tell God. everyone what happened last night. I got fourth place. Uh, out of five, but it was enough to move on, so I'll be going to the next round, and uh, yeah. Yeah, it was a great round, too. I did not think, like everybody did fantastic, I did not think I was going to move on. Uh, so Congratulations, did. son. Well, that's good. Can you too. share one of your jokes with us? Oh, why, why are you always, you know, the, kid, the kid's got because six I'm and a half there, minutes of material, Chris, and you've asked for three of it. But, <laughs> but that, that forces him to minutes. then it's go back and write more really minutes. Dirty. Uh, yeah, so, so give me one. Can I get can I get some of the punchline? Look at he's like me, he's turning into Cookie Monster with jokes. I told uh, him that if he um <laughs> if we would have had time to workshop that car story from yesterday, he might have you know, been bumped up a couple slots. That's there. true. That's yeah. Not, yeah. yeah. Did you give your mom's number to anybody on Facebook that was asking? <laughs> no, of course I didn't. I didn't know that was happening. What? I was more. Oh, there were people asking. Were people for, asking for oh, the number? I just oh, thought yeah. they wanted her picture. Well, yeah. fucking creeps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there he is, everybody. <laughs> oh, Travis. Okay, so you like seeing Tommy's mom though? Listen, pal. There's, there's. Okay, there's I'm lines, just asking. There's lines you'll cross. I'll stay behind. Thank you. Okay. I still have a Go video ahead, Tom, of you job. asking to. Uh, Ask, I have a video of you asking my mom on a date still, so I just want you to know. Oh, I have, I I did have three that? years of radio. Yeah, you did. I've, yeah, you did do that. I, <laughs> you I did it full three screen, years of radio. too. I went full screen on that one, Garden? Yeah, you did. Ooh, you might have. Uh, you, you told my mom. I got to tell you, I don't remember everything that happens. Hmm. You, you went. Me yeah. neither, you man. Told her, you told her you'd treat her to a true night of passion. That mm. sounds like mm. you. So. Uh, that's good. That right. sounds like something maybe sounds, I would say. Yeah, sounds like it happened. I look like a substitute uh, preschooler. Hmm. That's all you get. You do. That's pretty good. I <laughs> like that. That's what that you said? Word. Yeah. That was good. I like that line. A substitute yeah. preschooler. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> good one, Tommy. Right. Yeah. Is that a new one? Yeah, it's newer. I like that one. I started doing it about six weeks ago. So. Yeah. Black Sheep Stick wants to know if Michael Richards was the fifth comedian. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> kind of. Oh, man. Oh, well, we don't have to. I don't know who it was, but either way, congrats to Tommy. <laughs> I swear yeah, to God, the, the, mo- the last guy got arrested on stage. <laughs> yeah. Hey, a win's a Thought win. it was a prop comic. Uh. Congratulations, Tommy. Job well done. It's it's just, it's. I'm so happy to see other talent come out of We Are Live and go on to do other successful things and yeah, Look, you put in your work. You take the time to write. You have the courage to get up on stage, to do at least five to seven minutes, and look where that got you. They got you onto the semifinal round. Uh, if only yeah. there were other oh. individuals who okay. could. Kristen, but anywho, hey, speaking we of a, we were getting there. Speaking of accomplishments, this <laughs> Thursday. God, I keep interrupting these today. Thursday, uh, <laughs> eight o'clock, Southtown Pub. Doors are open. We've got a hell of a lineup this week. Tony Gardner. Yale Hollander, Sean Don, Quentin Wilbert, and Duke Taylor. That's a full lineup. You're going to get so much entertainment. Going to be a blast. Uh, get out for free comedy Thursday, this Thursday at Southtown Pub. Have some fun. Enjoy yourself. And uh, what a great lineup. Who put that together? Who produced that relationship? Gosh. Who makes sure that that show continues to move forward? <sighs> Sean, free comedy Thursday every week. Sean Bethus. What did he say? <laughs> Beth Hoops. Oh, yeah, there you go. Sean Don is who beat me for third. Yeah, oh. he, he did amazing. Oh, Sean Don's good. Yeah, he's Sean really Don's good. good. He's got a nice beard. Well, congratulations, Tommy. If you need some help on some jokes. I don't. Uh, just maybe, Tommy, just a couple jokes. All right. No, you don't need any help? I'll think about it. By the way, um, I got quick my own update. Voice. I got the RSVP list of companies that we will be uh, pitching to next Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, our story ideas for Sesame Street uh, came in an email last night. Uh, so I didn't get a chance to share with anybody yesterday. But 
Uh, there will be individuals from HBO, oh. uh, Nickelodeon. Okay, that's good. Marvel. Oh. Uh, oh. PBS. Okay. Yeah. Scholastic. Uh huh. Warner Media. Uh huh. The WGA East. Okay. And a Netflix. And Apple. Oh. Are you going to be able to perform with Marvel present? He's gonna... I, I swear it's never He's happened gonna... before. <laughs> <laughs> you got one of those pills? <laughs> Get high before him. I, swear, I, was, I was rock hard just, just seconds ago. I'm not going to lie. The Marvel guy has yet to officially RSVP. Once okay. he does. Oh, no. Once, the, all right, once he does. But you won't know who I am are. absolutely pitching my anime to him. Anime. So excited. All those animes I've watched at Chris House half naked. Finally, he's going to pay off. Boy, that was always a fun <laughs> girlfriend at the time. Go in to sit down and watch our Netflix. And uh, I guess she didn't realize Travis stayed the night before or something. And uh, <clears throat> go to sit down. The first thing that comes up is, do you want to keep watching? Like It was basically like tentacle porn on Netflix. It was not and, tentacle porn. Why do you always lie? That's hentai. Well, Anime uh, and hentai. Yeah. Two different well, things. Yeah. Not the same thing. I well, was not watching that. They didn't even have that on Netflix. For all the things you've... They kind of do. Oh, you can find it. For yeah. all they don't, the, huh? For all, the, for all the things you've done uh, to me and horrified me yeah. with... You still owe me that 40 minutes it took me to, to uh, explain that that That's wasn't mine. That's a long mine. conversation. Oh, That's a long time to explain to somebody of, that it wasn't. It was a lot of bullying. blocking the door. And... <laughs> Again, thank you for <laughs> Look that. Look at Tommy. Where is this Tommy you. been? <laughs> you find, as soon as he leaves, then he gets funny? I don't get it. <laughs> hey, shut up. Uh, wow. <laughs> I don't even know where we're at. It doesn't really matter. Okay, good. Uh, plenty to get to today. I believe Travis was praising me. Yep, that, that's what it was. First off, I want to tell you about Pet One St. Louis West. Great sponsor, great local business. Lynette and the gang at Pet One St. Louis West will take great care of you and your pet. They'll deliver fresh food locally in St. Louis. If you just check, check them out online, very easy to find on Facebook. Their website's accessible. It's fresh food for your pets delivered. They've got CBD treatments, all kinds of great things for your pets, and uh, can't say enough good things about them and uh, their work around the St. Louis area. Uh, Travis, are you settled in? What shirt are you wearing, by the way? Let's jump into let's just jump into a Travio, shall we? Oh, by the way, I'm, yeah, I'm just wearing my Captain America shirt. Go USA. Oh, those look like my Converse. Company man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love me some uh, some Captain America. All right, let's do a Travio. Chris Evans, if you if you listen to our show, holla at your boy. He doesn't. He doesn't. It's time for the Travio. It sucks. Oh, that's it. <laughs> okay. All right, that's the Travio. Rest in peace, John Lovitz. No, he's, he's still al- alive. He's alive. He's touring right now. He yelled at you not too oh. long ago. Are you sure? Oh. This is very recent. What the hell? Buy a watch. <laughs> be early and you won't be late. That's directed towards Travis. I love it. Right at Travis. Hmm. What a delightful gentleman. What a very tough interview, but he was very fun. Oh, yeah. I'm glad you, I was there you, to you, fish you, out that information and make it perfect. I, I agree. I did a great job. Hmm. No. Oh boy, he was he was tough to crack for seven minutes, and then boy, when it opened up, it, it was it was, really a, good. It was it, we tried like I don't I didn't know where to go with him. He was now mind you, he was delightful. He wasn't a difficult person. It was just very difficult to get answers out of him. And then he finally opened up. I don't know what did it. I think yeah, did you mention he had like a young Saturday wife or a young girlfriend or something that got him excited? Something about those <laughs> SNL legends where they have like they date 23 year olds and they get that gets them excited like they have a you new know, lease on life hey bro you ain't got to be an snl legend to date 23 year olds just a, just a heads up it'll it would bring <laughs> it you just, some life it would bring you, you some life it appears agro more podcast, when you're S- podcast host agro podcast oh, that's it yeah. that's you oh yeah you know me yeah Always super aggressive. Tommy bro. actually looks like Freddy Cougar, the origin story. <laughs> this is before the kids start messing with him. Right, right. And right, then right. he's like, I'm sick and tired of being bullied. And then he becomes Freddy Cougar. 
I yeah. think I want Sorry, to be yeah. a janitor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there it is. We should do the Freddy Krueger origin story when I get back. Okay. It's like the new Joker movie where he's like going and hanging out watching Gary Goldman do stand-up and, and wanting to be a stand-up himself. Yeah. Tommy's watching uh, let's, janitors yeah, all around the St. Louis let's, area. Let's borrow from Barry and just make a, a animation-type show, but it's Freddy Krueger. Does what he does, and but he wants to become a stand-up comic now. All of a sudden, I like that. Copyright. We are live. You shared yeah. it on, on our show. It's mine now. There you go. I think that's oh, how it works what? legally. That's not. You can't yeah. say that. I'm writing it. Are you too late? Sorry. Yep. Created we were, by we, Travis Gregory. We were These do... jokes are really gonna cut into you. And <laughs> and who who is that? That's the impersonation you did. You guys, did you guys hear that? Who, that tra- Travis who? Travis who? Yeah, I heard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's for legal reasons. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, wow. You're so selfish that Wait, you put yourself out you there like that. We'll discuss it later. Too busy trying to figure out my impersonation. Uh, yeah. I'm surprised Seems it didn't like, sound like a Kennedy. It's, no wonder you... That sounds... <laughs> yeah, make Freddy Krueger sound like It did RFK. sound like a Freddy Krueger as a Kennedy. Do it one more time, Tommy. Uh, Actually, sounded like Richard Nixon. Yeah, it was, it was Nixon. It was Nixon. Yeah. <laughs> These jokes are going to cut into you. Yeah, that's Nixon. And actually, yes. is that how Earl sounded? It's too? the same as my Hulk Hogan voice. Okay. Yeah. How's it going, brother? Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. That's acceptable. Mm. So the Trav you, yeah. Stranger <laughs> Things season three. I binge watched this with my mother, and it's amazing. Do we have Why? a Do we have a preview? Yeah, we have a couple things actually. Um, you guys want to see one of the trailers? Yeah. From it? Yeah. Yeah. Let's pop yeah. that into there. Get uh, Get everybody hype. First off, here's a. I don't know if this was for the quote-unquote official trailer, but it was one of the ones involved. Here you go. At least someone's happy I'm home. It's just a dream. You're dreaming. anymore. I mean, what did you think? We're just going to sit in my basement all day play games for the rest of our lives? It is important to me that you feel safe. I want you to feel this can still be your home. friends with can we talk about jake Busey? will you please yeah, bring up great. jake Busey? <laughs> i love jake Busey. it was uh <clears throat> brilliantly cast that who you saw there at the end of the trailer um spoiler alert is the lovely maya hawk who is the daughter of ethan hawk and uma thurman 
which blew me away because she had throughout the show. I didn't know this before I finished the the third season, but um, she always had that familiar look, but you just couldn't place her. You felt like you've seen this character before, seen her face before. So it was so cool to see at the end of the series that that was their daughter, and she is absolutely phenomenal in this series. Uh, I'll do my best to do a spoiler-free Traview. Uh, it's the kids are getting older. The kids are obviously at that point where they're learning more about themselves, learning more about each other. They're growing into teenagers, and so that is what kind of carries the story. Their friendships and their group relationship and their dynamic, it's all changing. And behind all of this, there appears to be uh, the great mind player, the villain in the series, who is in the background, who we thought was gone forever from season two, who somehow finds its way back to Hawkins uh, because of, uh, let's just say, the United States government wasn't the only one looking for this uh, mind flare. So that's kind of what the story is behind. We see more of Eleven and what she's capable of doing. She's learning also about love and learning about being a soon-to-be teenage girl and the independence behind that all. And, of course, this all takes place in the mid-'80s. So, you know, everyone's experimenting and trying things and being a little bit more open than it was in the 70s. And so... It's such a well-told story. The Duffer Brothers just do a very good job of, as I said before, keeping the nostalgia, uh, bringing the 80s Spielberg vibes to it. The action was awesome. I don't know about you, Chris, but what was your overall feeling as far as the story is concerned? How did you feel about the third season? I thought it was great. I think it's the best season they've had. Uh, and they, I've talked to several people about it, and we all kind of felt the same and uh, I think Tommy and I chatted about it as well. They leaned really hard into the nostalgia, and I had no problem with that. Like, that wasn't, like, they did it right. Like, they kept it moving. They brought characters in. Like, we just went through this whole thing with Game of Thrones, or The Walking Dead <clears throat> has changed a bunch with, uh, you have character episodes that you're like, wait, nothing just happened. And I just spent 90 right. minutes or 70 minutes or whatever with commercials uh, watching. Uh, overall, just to keep it short, Stranger Things 3, uh, fantastic, and the, uh, the story's really good. And the, the new characters that uh, came in, it worked. It just worked. The mayor was perfect. Uh, I can't remember the actor's name. Princess Bride, Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Um, um, I, got it. I, I know who you're talking about. Saw. Uh, I have He's it been here. In a I have a cast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He yeah. was so good. Everything was nailed. The uh, everybody's freaking out about uh, David Harbor in a good way, like the Hopper thing. Even just the subtle nod, like, and I'm not. This isn't a spoiler. It's very obviously a nod to uh, Magnum PI. And he was watching Magnum PI in correct. the first episode. Yeah, and that's the thing where it's like it's so good and it's so. Yeah, his I don't know. shirt has got a lot of play. The shirt we have on the yeah. screen right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I need to mention this. Even the assassin, even the 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 oh, bad perfect. guy assassin, he was of course. Um, the play off Arnold Schwarzenegger and the Terminator vibe. Like it was just so brilliantly done, like the nods to certain moments throughout the mid eighties. They did just such a great job at tipping the cap. And again, like Chris said, they leaned into a lot of that this year and I'm glad they did. That's what made this show pop in season one. It was the nostalgia. It was the feeling like you were watching something that uh, Spielberg would have done at, at some point in his career that, and then Duffer brothers, they, They've said in several interviews, this is this that's who inspired them to be directors. That's inspired them to work. So they wanted to pay homage to those great creators uh, like Stephen King and, and Steven Spielberg. So I, I love that they did that this season. Uh, there's several scenes where uh, the assassin replicates images of Arnold Schwarzenegger in yes. uh, Terminator. Like it, it's like shot for shot. It's great. It's amazing. I like that stuff. Yeah, I think and we'll probably yeah. find out more of those things as you go. Like, we, you probably didn't even see all of them right away. Correct. Right? Probably not. Yeah. There's a lot of um, gremlins. And they just announced today, they announced last night, the Duffer Brothers uh, announced that there is an Easter egg that fans have yet to get that is inside of this season. Uh, there's a specific Easter egg. And I think, I don't know if there's a contest, but 
they are saying that no one has brought it up on any of the Reddit pages or any of the fan pages, but there is one Easter egg that they did drop in the eight episodes that they're encouraging fans to go back and rewatch and see if they can find it. Now, this David Harbour shirt that's getting all this play, um, I've mm-hmm. seen it over the past couple of days. Uh, it's print button up. You said a Magnum PI type shirt. By the now, way, Harbour's 6'3. Like, he looks like a. <laughs> next to a Nona Rider. Just looks like. Yeah, a, which helps. A yeah, mammoth. that definitely helps. Uh, yeah, that definitely helps that he's next. And I so, think this is him coming off of. Uh, I think he's in between Hellboy. Well, no, he got into really good shape for Hellboy. And then right. he says he purposely dad bought it out for, uh, for Stranger Things. Now, I. Um, oh, interesting. I was asking in the office yesterday, what's all the, what's the deal with this David Harbour shirt? Like, I see articles on it, and, and like, it's this print button-up. We know what type of shirt Chris likes to wear, what Denman likes to wear. His response... Chris is discount hopper. Chris's response to me was, <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw that. Everyone's saying they love it, right? They're saying they oh, love yeah. it, right? Yeah, I'm yeah. like, of course you're going to say <laughs> that. Well, it's very this? positive reviews. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right away, just went to, they're going to love it. Mm-hmm. Um now, Travis, there uh, was... My... Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I, there are a lot of breakout performances this season. Uh, and one thing they decided to do, one good thing that did come out of season two, which a lot of people were very iffy on, uh, was the performance of young Freya Ferguson, who uh, plays uh, Kayla McLaughlin's sister in the show, Erica. And she was fantastic in her three scenes, I think, she got in season two. And the Duffer Brothers made it a point that after the response of season two, that she was going to get more airtime in season three. And boy, does she. And she certainly has moments where she absolutely takes over an episode or two. It was great to have her a part of the clan this year. And she she brought the I hate when they sometimes make the characters of color sassy, but they made her witty like they kept her from being not necessarily sassy, but very witty very smart she actually turned out to probably be the smartest one of the bunch but i enjoy the evolution of her character this season and we have a clip actually. i think we may have a clip yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we do as they do on late night talk shows let's go to the clip mm-hmm. there you go let's go to the clip if this is that uh that little boy running down the mountain in his wheelchair how can yeah, you run down fun. the mountain in a wheelchair? The clip they play every time on Conan with Paul Rudd. You know what I'm talking about. I've been about. in a wheelchair. That's not possible. Okay, thank you. <laughs> we think these Russians want to do harm to our country. Great harm. Don't you love your country? You can't spill America without Erica. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oddly, that's uh, totally true. So, so don't do this for us. Do it for your country. Do it for your fellow man. Do this for America. America. Ooh, I just got the chills. Oh, yeah, from this float, not your speech. You know what I love most about this country? Capitalism. Do you know what capitalism is? Yeah. Yeah. It means this is a free market system, which means people get paid for their services depending on how valuable their contributions are. And it seems to me, my ability to fit into that little bit is very, very valuable to you all. So, you want my help? This USS Butterscotch better be the first of many. And I'm talking free ice cream for life. The USS Butterscotch. By the way, how did we miss that? How did we miss Erica inside of America? How, how did I not see that? Mm-hmm. What a great line. Mm-hmm. That is just so well done. And <laughs> they're just fun characters. And the kids, I think, I think what certainly sets this show apart from anything else is just the kid actors are pretty damn good. These aren't just... A lot of these kids already have Broadway backgrounds, so this is nothing to them. But this, I think that's one thing I've enjoyed about this series, is just the performances from kids who, I mean, at the age of 8, 9, 10, now they're you know, 12, 13, 14, to see them be able to take on these type of roles and carry a show, that's pretty impressive. Finn Wolfhard, I just saw 
is now going to be cast in the upcoming Ghostbusters 2020 film. And he's obviously, he was in uh, the hit It uh, from two summers ago. So these kids get work and they do a hell of a job in getting work. Um, my overall travu of this, uh, from the action to the writing, to the performances, special effects, the humor, the even amazing, the, the song number at the end of the season with uh, Dustin and his girlfriend in Utah, uh, spoiler. Mm-hmm. But uh, that was phenomenal. I give this series, season three of Stranger Things, eight and a half booties. Respect that ass. Wow. I do respect that ass. That's on a five booty scale. <laughs> yes. You've given it eight and a half booties on eight a, a five booties. booty scale. Respect that ass. Uh, I am going to, I'm giving this, I'm putting this at the moment, slightly ahead of season one. I agree. Which so show- I think it's three, one, two right now. Do you like Stranger Things or Game of Thrones better? Season-wise or series-wise? Series-wise. Game of Thrones. Okay. But you want to talk about their most recent body of work, Stranger Things nails it. I don't know where they go with this story after this. The kids are getting older. They're literally getting work everywhere. So I don't even know if they bring the entire cast back for a fourth season. Um, but if this is maybe the last time we see this entire cast together, um, then they should, yeah, then I'm fine with this being the last season. Uh, can I put something out there really quick? Mm-hmm. There's a character named yeah. Billy. I told Chris this already. There's a character named Billy. Mm-hmm. He plays a big part in this season. Uh, he yeah. looks like Rob Lowe. Oh, boy. You think? No, I know. Uh, who is who is the look? Who is the actor that plays? Uh, His name is the Billy uh, character. He's Darcy Aust- Montgomery. He's an Australian actor. He was in spelled uh, D A R C E. Power Rangers, and uh, he's that's right. He was perfect. in Power Rangers. He is he's my early choice for Wolverine. If they when they if they decide to cool. go and bring the new X Men to the Disney fold. He's my guy for Wolverine. He just has that look. He was very good this season. That's right. Okay, there's Rob Lowe. <laughs> Rob right, Lowe and Tommy. Lowe. <laughs> I met him. Tommy looks so nervous. <laughs> I was shaking. <laughs> I was more nervous to meet Rob Lowe than I was at my competition set last night. And I was really nervous for that. So, But no, uh, Darcy Montgomery looks like a young Rob Lowe. Is and... he the lifeguard? Yes. And it bothers me every time I watch it. I I heard some discussion on him the other day. What so. was it? Oh, uh, we'll I talk mean, off air. Well, look, I live oh, in a neighborhood crazy. that has a lot of gay gentlemen in it. <laughs> and I hear conversations. And they're fans of Billy, uh-huh. is what I would say. Uh-huh. Big fan. Are you looking he's, at he's, yes, he's, yeah, yeah, he's just one of those actors, look-wise. I'm looking at his, I can sort of kind of see where you're coming from. I'll send you a side-by-side that I made. But I I do think he's one of those actors that I would not be surprised if he ends up in the DC or the Marvel Universe at some point. Um, He's just a very good actor. I'm with him. I'm with him, again, becoming a part of the X-Men in some regard. I think he just has that look, that vibe, that energy. And he's, you know, he's coming off this great season and did a very good job with Stranger Things. So I would imagine he should get some additional work. But it's a fun season for those who haven't seen it. Uh, get a chance to binge watch it or watch a couple of episodes here and there. It's a very easy watch. It's not a drag like season two. And right. you can, like I said, you can get through it in one great. day if you really wanted to. I thought season two was fine. I thought there was an episode, you know, the episode that they tried to create a standalone four with 11. Okay. I thought right. that took away that from was, the overall. That did. I hated that. You're right. Okay. I think a lot of people hated that. Um, they but I think they made the story. They did, and I think they cut the fat from la- from the previous season, and they gave us more eleven. They gave us more group dynamics. They gave us more nostalgia. That's what the fans want. They 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 did a great job. I, I can't say enough about it. So make sure you folks go out and check it out. There it is. Eight booties. Eight and a half. Eight and a half. Wow. Eight and a half. One booties, lone cheek. Uh, real quick, we're gonna uh, we're gonna jump into a break a little bit early before we get to it. Gardner, there's a uh, a letter 
to the editor you wanted to jump to? <laughs> yeah, if you could uh, give me just one yeah, second. Yeah, let me tell you guys about St. Louis Counseling Services. St. Louis Counseling org is where you find them online. Can't say enough good things about what they do for the community in St. Louis. And they've been doing it since 1955, in addition to counseling services for individuals, businesses, schools, uh, all of those. They uh, also do a podcast right here at Midcoast Studio. You can download it online. Midcoast uh, <laughs> is proud to work with St. Louis Counseling Services. Tom Duff interviews very interesting folks each and every week where they discuss uh, mental health topics, breaking down the stigma of mental health, and uh, and how you get through certain situations. So, again, the St. Louis Counseling Services, stlouiscounseling.org is where you find more information today. What were you saying, sir? Uh, there was a letter that, uh, it was a letter to the editor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of um, Travis earlier, old man yells at cloud. Uh, there was a letter <laughs> to the editor in the Post-Dispatch regarding the Blue Celebration. Hmm. A, a gentleman that was, uh, let's see, upset with how the Blues celebrated. And I wanted to read you that letter and also point out what it reminded me of. This is uh, from, I want to make sure I get the name right here, Gary Whitley of Kenai, Alaska. And apparently the Kenai Peninsula, that's where, uh, oh, what's his name, lost his life to the bears in the movie Grizzly Man as well. So yeah. just a little tidbit there. Uh, but this is from Gary. Regarding We Did It, Blues hoist their first Stanley Cup. That's the article. The F-bomb-filled post-game tradition of hoisting and skating the Stanley Cup around the ice by individual players was disappointing to say the least. I think misunderstanding the magnitude of acting with character befitting a champion was more than a total lack of class. It was an organizational <laughs> failure and demonstrated that the Blues are not really worthy of being champions to the inability to act like champions. I played competitive hockey, including college and junior oh levels. Boy. I understand the culture of the game and the boys will be boys locker room behavior. But a suggestion, <laughs> leave locker room talk in the locker room when you are on the big international stage watched by millions, including children, and act like you have actually been there before. This was the Blues' first Stanley Cup. I was rooting for the Blues to win the Stanley Cup and thought your storyline from the last to best with the rookie goalie was a great accomplishment, but there will be an asterisk next to the Blues' accomplishment on the Stanley Cup. Mm -hmm. It should say, fought like true champions and dishonored the victory with boorish behavior. Gary Whitley, Kenai, Alaska. This guy's got to be super religious, right? Now, is where that's located in Alaska, is that one of those cities where they have like 30 days of light and 30 days of darkness? What, oh, because I'm if sure. that's West the case, then I understand yeah. that. What's yeah. the city? Kenai. K-E-N-A-I. -E I bet you it's one of those towns that has 30 days of light and 30 yeah. days of darkness. Oh, I'm sure. And well, that's why. Those people are psychologically troubled. Do those, and I'd have to look it up, but I do know from uh, a certain Canadian I've talked to quite a bit, there is like breathing season or whatever where they're like, oh, kids, stay in, no playing. There's going to mm -hmm. be grizzlies out walking around in the mm -hmm. town today. Mm. Like, can you imagine during day 17 of 30 days of night if it's also grizzly breeding season? Yeah. Oh, my like, God. Yeah. <laughs> That's a horrific yeah. thought. And let's not forget about the vampires. Yeah, yeah. of course. Josh Hartnett. What, yeah. what would you do? Specifically, Mm -hmm. yeah, the uh, I, it no, seems like <laughs> this guy at least might not be a Blues fan, so that's maybe comforting in a way. Yes, it's twenty four it, hours. It's not oh. like um, it's not like a letter to the editor from some years back, maybe four or five years now, that was upset with a Hardee's commercial, and the guy was obviously a BFIB, best fan in baseball, Cardinals fan. Uh, that's this letter made me think of that one, and this one said. Baseball, hot dogs, apple pie, and pornography. That's what mm. you'll get if you watch the St. Louis Cardinals on TV. Every fan I know has remarked on the filthy Hardee's commercial featuring a nearly nude woman writhing in soap suds. It's pornography. <laughs> pure and simple. Yeah, that's a, why it sells. A few Sundays ago, I sat down with my family after church <clears throat> to watch the Cardinals. <laughs> when this commercial came on, my 86-year-old mother, almost in tears, said, why do they have to do this? 
My 13-year-old granddaughter hid her face, and my 11-year-old grandson began masturbating. I'm sorry. <laughs> was so embarrassed, he didn't know where to look. My 89-year-old father, who played baseball in the St. Louis Browns organization, apologized. I'm sorry this is on my TV. As if it were his fault. It goes on. I mm. couldn't help but think of Stan Musial. The oh, standard bearer bastard. of the Cardinals and a man of impeccable character. He had to be looking down from heaven. Jesus. With tears in his eyes. Playing a sad note on the uh, tr- on the uh, the harmonica. That was uh, yes. <laughs> that was a letter to the editor from 2015 that, mm. about that Hardy's commercial. These guys are all religious. That's yeah. That they're. Uh, well, I, let's not pick I, on the religious okay. folks. Let's say disconnected. <laughs> yeah, disconnected's better. Yeah, I, yeah. I was that's gonna much say better, like. Yeah. Hey, bro, Religious read, read, read like parts Carrie's of the Bible. Mom. It's way worse than a Hardy's yeah. commercial, this my is man. More, yeah, this is most certainly just disconnected right. yeah. more than anything. And weaponizing the fact yeah. that you go to church. Also, yeah, why, it, it's Sam, not, it's why did he bring up bring Sam Musial? Because it would... Because that's, that, that's your trump card? Yeah. Also, the 11-year-old wasn't... He, like, he immediately ran to his bedroom. That's what he did. So embarrassed he didn't know where to look. Yeah, he was. Well, there you he go. wasn't. Yeah, he was uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. Thanks for creating a serial killer. Well, he was only <laughs> uncomfortable because he was watching it with his pops. Okay. He wasn't exactly. uncomfortable by what he saw on the on the, right. on the TV. It's like, he was uncomfortable. We've all been there. We've watched the first five minutes of Wolf of Wall Street with our parents. We've I all watched been it there. with my mom. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Or you yeah, watched so Unfaithful. We all had this unfaithful with yeah, your watch family. Yeah, Unfaithful with my dad. That was very. Hey, you watched Unfaithful with your dad. Man, I didn't know Diane Lang. I didn't know Diane Lang was gonna be twerking, pee popping on a handstand. But the name of the I movie is unfaithful. Yeah, you should expect uh, this, I didn't, this explains. I didn't a lot. expect the movie to be like, oh damn, Diane Lang, you're showing all the goody goodies. I didn't think that was gonna go down. It's Diane Lang showing the goody goodies. Who thinks you'd have told me that? All right, kids. Diane Lane though got some goody goodies, but that's not here or there. Hey, been hey, a hey, been hey. a fun first half. We've got Tommy. He's a great intern. He's sitting in my lap. No, I'm not. Uh, we've got our producer Chris Gardner here. <laughs> Travis Rells in Brooklyn, New York. We're gonna take a break. Back on the other side with a very special guest from MLB.com, senior content manager Jennifer Langosh. Very excited to have her in studio. It's we are live. We're at Midco Studio. We'll be right back. 